0: Welcome, friends. It's Podcast Unlocked, episode 430 for February 11th, 2020. Lots to talk about on this week's show. Major departures from both Rockstar Games and The Coalition, so that the futures of Grand Theft Auto and Gears of War are impacted. Uh, plus, Anthem getting a major overhaul. Activision going back to the well for some old favorites. Uh, Cliff Lazinski the creator of Gears of War, has an idea that would have been really cool that he was just tweeting about recently. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. All right, what's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey back with you. We got the whole crew for hey. the first time in in a little too long here. Destin Legary, Bam. Hey everybody, Mike Bam. I like that. It saves the eardrums of all the listeners. Trying to help them out. Brandon Tyrell. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> no, you can be you can be on Mike. Oh, good morning, you can be everyone. Mike Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Fresh back from Disneyland. Hey. Yep,
1: back from Disneyland. I'm no longer sick. It's all just really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh.
0: I'm getting past my thing. I like but there, it is all. It's it's very gross in this office in yeah. general right now because it's. Just just going around. Yeah, mm. it is use, not a good scene.
1: Use your own mugs. Don't use the office mugs. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was my mistake. Oh, someone stole someone stole my Gears of War mug. What? I can't find, yeah. So who does that? It just like disappeared, and I've had it for years, and I have it on the show every time. Wait,
2: it's you. So you still haven't found it?
1: No, it's I've, been like two weeks. It's probably
2: somebody in engineering, and they I've, just have I've it on their, their desk. desks.
1: I've Timmy. done. It's
0: probably search. it's probably that guy that was just ate Casey's ice cream.
1: <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> can we fire so, whoever that is once we find out who it is? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's like, like a really special that? one that I got from the Coalition yeah, they, to do IGN first, and they, it's they really special don't to me. Oh,
0: but silver lining, <laughs> you have a new mug today.
1: I do. It's it's this little bear. He's from this app <laughs> was online. It, was it taken <laughs>
0: off your wrong. desk or was it in the sink? Right, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I want to get down I'm, to the bottom so of this.
1: That's that's the problem is I don't remember if I left it in the sink, which I almost never do. But right. I remember I went to go clean it, and I was in a rush to get like leave, and I don't remember if I left it there on accident. Which, even then, it should still pop back up, right? Yeah, of course. It's like I check every, we have all these like mug stations, and I check (laughs) every single one every day, and I'm like, Everyone, please keep an eye out for my <laughs> mug. It's very special to me, and I'm really mad about it. So
0: you got to get Pablo to send out that company wide email.
1: I think I'm, that's, that's the, the next step. step. Just get yep. destined yeah. to do it. Well, <laughs> I, I,
2: it's going to reappear on your desk. I've done the same thing, and uh, I have a mug from the day I was hired in like 2011 mm-hmm. that I've managed to hold on to. And I left it in the sink once, and I hunted it down, and I found it. And I'm like, hey, when you're done with that, can I get that back? <laughs> can i get your driver's license until you finish <laughs> Yeah, i cracked my knuckle yeah exactly yeah. Hey, hey nice tea, guys. i love <laughs> god i have the
3: perfect <laughs> mental image of you like threatening someone very imposingly over a coffee mug <laughs> no it's
1: <laughs> worth it monks are great monks? Yeah, i mean yeah. take care of your good mugs
0: absolutely <laughs> all right last a lifetime
3: welcome to mug yeah
0: all right uh lots to get to i wanted to just quick programming note Miranda will be show running next week. I'm going to be out on a top secret mission that I'm super excited about. I'll tell awesome. you about that later. Right. Um, and then plugging, of course, the Doom Eternal IGN first, which Brian Malkowitz, James Duggan, myself, uh, and some other editors here have been working super hard on. God, that game's good. <laughs> it's just really
3: good. I watched the first 10 minutes again the other day. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about that game since...
0: It's since all I want to do is you play it. Do it. Since yeah. I got back from playing it, all I want to do is play it. I went
3: back and started playing 2016 because yeah. I never actually finished it. I got almost all the way through. Right. But man, it's
0: still real good. It's mm-hmm. it's good that you're doing that now because yeah. Eternal has ruined 2016 yeah, for that's me. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. so it's uh, Can't wait for that. <laughs> It's going to be good. Only uh actually what are we is, what day is this? It's a little over a month to go. Feb- mm-hmm. March 20th I believe is the release date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are T minus about a month to go. I know Miranda maybe you're going to be splitting time between Animal Crossing
1: I'm and Doom Eternal, a schedule. I'm, I'm building it out. It's like, right, Animal Crossing in the morning and during commute and at lunch, and then Doom Eternal at night.
0: Yeah, you'll <laughs> be like, that's Solid. not cute time when the go. sun goes <laughs> down, <laughs> the demons Pretty come much.
3: out. Yeah. I just uh, picture you sitting there playing Animal Crossing. You're like, I just want to so rip and tear. The you go
1: from like the cute latte time, like yeah. sweet like vibes, and then yeah. at night, just pour a glass of whiskey and <laughs> shoot some demons. It's great.
0: Hey, that's the sound strategy. All right, we have got so much to talk about this week. So let's start right now with (coughs) rockstar games this was Mm -hmm. an announcement that really i know like rocked the industry is like a hyperbolic thing to say but rockstar kind of true uh this is a big deal (laughs) the one of the uh, the co-founder and uh, head writer dan hauser is leaving rockstar as of march 20th so uh Excuse me, March 11th. Not March. That's that's Doom's release date. Yeah. Still got that on the frame. <laughs> See, I wasn't kidding earlier. That's all I think about now is, uh, is Doom. March 11th, Dan Hauser will be exiting Rockstar Games. There's a statement from Take-Two. After an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019... Dan Hauser, vice president of creative at Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company. His last day will be March 11th, 2020. We are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, and an incredibly talented team which remains focused on current and future projects. Now, uh, in addition here, Hauser had already taken, as you heard there, an extended break, aka a sabbatical. Uh, at least that's that's my word. They didn't use it, but that's generally what those things are called. Uh, a sabbatical in no uh, after the launch of Red Dead 2 in November of 2018. And in a statement to IGN, a Rockstar Games sale, uh, spokesperson said, quote, Sam Hauser's role, his brother, with Rockstar Games, which he founded in 1998, remains unchanged. Sam and the team remain focused on current and future projects. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what has he done, really? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's a joke. He has had major contributions to the the industry, and especially a rock star. It is sad to see him go. Do you guys think this is going to impact Rockstar at all, or do you think they're going to be okay? I don't think so. I think they're a fairly well oiled machine. I
1: yeah. feel like this is something that I mean, hopefully they knew about a little bit ahead of time, and that they were already planning for. And I that company seems to they know what they're doing. Like mm. that team is such a solid team. And every time I've talked to any of their developers on any of their teams, they always seem very I mean, obviously not even just competent, but just like very set on what they're doing in, in such a good way.
0: I mean, the nice part is the, the, I, I know I've said this a million times about Rockstar on the show, but they are, they have uh, a ton of talent mm-hmm. and then they get unlimited time and unlimited, unlimited money, money effectively to make their stuff, which 99.9, if not 100% of, of other game development studios and teams don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get, you might get one of those three. The talent, the time, or the money—you might get. You might get two of them, but nobody gets three, uh, except for them. And uh, still, I, you know, uh, Rockstar is comprised of th- literally thousands of super talented people. But at the same point, losing a leader is is really tough. That can be that can really change the culture. sometimes good or bad. You know, there have been there have been uh, stories about negative stories about the culture at Rockstar and. Mm-hmm. Whether that can will be affected by this or change in any way, I don't know. But you know, the 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 thing that is interesting to me uh, as far as the next game goes, which is almost certainly Grand Theft Auto Six, but won't we won't even hear about it mm-hmm. for a while, is Leslie Benzies, the creative director for years, had already left after GTA Five, and now we mm-hmm. so we did get a we did get Red Dead Two uh, without a Leslie Benzies, but. Now, no Dan Houser and no Leslie Benzies. So, you know, this could be this is an opportunity for, I guess, some of the you know the younger talent and the the other developers to really step up and and bring in a bit of a new vision here. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, I, GTA is so near and dear to my heart that, um, you know, Red Dead turned out great. But GTA, it's got it's got to be good. It's it's such a great series.
1: That's one of the few games where I just don't ever worry about it. I'm like,
0: yeah.
3: they're
1: fine. They're, they're solid.
3: That's the thing. It's you, know, you hear a story like this, and you're like, it, it's fine. The ship will continue. It, it'll right itself. If it's even wrong, which I doubt it is, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm sure 6 will be great. It'll break a billion records, and
1: <laughs> everything
2: will be fine. I'm not worried about 6, but I bet the company is definitely going to feel this. I think internally they'll have to sort of reshuffle, let some of those more junior people, you know, go up the ranks, so to speak, and hopefully they find a new stable path forward. Mm. I think he definitely had a lot of value that was added to the company.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's something to be said for the continuity that the senior leadership team had at yeah. Rockstar uh, up until now. You know, it's... It was, it, in sports, you know, the, that, that chemistry can really matter, yeah, right? Of, of having a, the same group of super talented people together where you just know what the other person's gonna do before, before they do it, and certainly before the other team knows it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, and Rockstar has had that, you know, there's, there's turnover in every industry, uh, certainly in video games, but the, the Hauser brothers, Leslie Benzies, that's, those three have kind of been the, the, the head of, of, the serpent really uh, at rockstar and and really uh led the way for really like 20 years yeah. since 3 since GTA 3 it's really been those three uh people at the at the top of the the organization <clears throat> so now two of the, those three are gone and it's going to be interesting to see how just what GTA 6 even looks like from you know is it going to feel different is it going to You know, I mean, they always bring new ideas, and that's one reason that GTA, I love GTA so much, is because it really does reinvent itself Mm -hmm. every time. It really does push things forward. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know it's going to almost sound like parody at this point. I'm mentioning Doom again, but just having just covered it a whole bunch, I mean, Doom 2016 is a great example of these, the original revered creators, Uh John Carmack, John Romero, all these folks were gone. And Doom was reinvented by a new generation of developers that were raised on and influenced by Doom rather than being the people that made Doom themselves. And they did a tremendous job. So I suppose that's to an extent the the situation that Rockstar is in now, Mm -hmm. where GTA will be led at least in some reasonable part by the uh, people that came up on it rather than the original creators of
2: it. And that's good because I think they probably see a few ways that maybe he had a blind spot on or just ways that they can innovate in interesting ways the the grand theft auto franchise has always been you know great especially since three you know one and two had the top down look and then three just kind of like ushered in this whole new era of yeah. Oh, yeah. these open world games and i i can't wait to see what they do with it yeah i i
3: I don't think it's going to be that big of a departure. You don't think so? No. I mean, like it's, there's one thing taking a beloved IP and then like 20 years later, rebooting it for a whole new generation. Yeah. There's another thing f- to have a group of people led by consistency. Like you were saying, um, you know, that, their personalities aren't. You know, Dan House's personality is not gone from Rockstar. He's had mm-hmm. 20 years to work closely with his people. You know, you take a design director. You've got your senior designers, then your designers, and and your your philosophies and your personality and your approach to things is is really it emanates from you. And so, over the course of years or decades, in this case, you know. The core group that he's put in place, it's still going to carry on his traditions and all that, and, and his way of thinking. There might be some changes, some different ways to handle things, some 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 different ways they're going to approach it, and and the end result might look a little different. I think, but by and large, like this is, I think it, I really do feel like it's
2: just going to be business as usual. It's I still
0: mean, rock star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Des. Here,
2: here's one thing about these guys. Early on in my career, a decade ago, a long time ago, I actually called to just clarify a quote. And they answered the phone. It was either Dan or Sam. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh it's like, hi. Just go yeah, for Dan. I was just looking <laughs> looking for this quote. And uh I mean that says a lot to their Accessibility at that time, and how open they were with the community, and it's probably been closed off. Yeah, ten years ago,
1: ten years ago was was a
2: different rock star table tennis. I want to say he was very respectful. He answered the. (laughs) Let's call him right now. He was. (laughs) I think even he was like kind of surprised. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool to be able to just have a conversation with them about a quote, and they were very open and honest. That's
0: crazy.
3: How did you get this number?
0: (laughs) Who are you? I I suppose I'm not really. I don't really think the gameplay mm-hmm. systems, the gameplay flow will be affected. It's more a, a thing that I love about the GTA games specifically, obviously very different than Red Dead, is the, the satirical tone. You know, it's is, it is it's always been very, very smart about lampooning, yeah. Yeah. societal trends, pop culture trends, and Dan, is, as the head writer, uh, was a big, big part of that. So I sort of wonder if... If the tone or the sense of humor will change, yeah, that's fair. Substantially S- about about GTA moving forward. Well, there was
2: that whole conversation we had about like could GTA five launch today? You know, but a year oh, ago, yo. was of like it. more of a sense of time. <laughs> yeah, it would still they would still put it, it out. It would it would still be fine, but they're probably going to adjust the lampooning and strategy in that respect. To, Comedy always evolves. That's, yeah, you know,
0: it's, yeah. it's always what's funny.
1: Yeah, there's always Ten ways to, years ago to isn't? do it right. Like, they, yeah. it's not that they can't. They're just going to do right
2: time
3: yeah they nail it every time you walk a very fine line between being funny and and painting parodies and homage and then snarky and kind of negative and disingenuous so Mm -hmm. it's it's tough to walk that balance something i think that they've done well i'd argue gta is on the darker side of satire oh yeah similar Mm -hmm. to the ways that south park is kind of on the darker side of satire um but you bring up a great point. Like, what happens if Matt Stone left or Trey Parker? Oh left, God, right? <laughs> no. Or, or you know, I don't even know who's in the writing room these days. But like, Bill Hader writes for South Park or has in the past. Yeah, and, and like, when those key members leave, like, I don't, I don't know if Bill Hader is a key member, but you know, if if Trey Parker had like, well, I I want to go make basketball two or something, uh, what would South Park look like after that? Would it? Or or do they have the structure in place now where like that that is a self fulfilling machine right that is a prophecy that
0: I mean yeah 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 they do have a team but boy it's 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 just not it's
2: it's a hard example to 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 paint right (laughs) but but the show does go offline for like six months at times you know when they have gaps between seasons so that's when they do their movie things for sure sure. but I I, the
3: point of it is like what happens okay take Game Game of Thrones right like D and D if one of the Ds left. And this also might be a bad example. I was say
0: you've got fans cheering out <laughs> this, there now. This
3: might be a bad example because people have very strong feelings about about the show. I think it, the show was fantastic right up until the end. But um, what happens if one of the if one of those two left? Like, would the show look different? So you know, Hopefully. when you're changing the DNA, <laughs> when you're changing the DNA of something, you you know, you wonder is it still going to retain that soul? Um, but I think because this is a video game, I think it, we're gonna be okay.
1: Yeah, and I feel like they'll have people that were kind of training under them, and that know that style, and yeah. it's not
3: not even training, but just, just working under yeah, them. Yeah, just
1: to know what that is and and their tone.
0: And I guess a final point too: the fact that uh, that Dan was on a sabbatical, mm-hmm. they they were probably preparing. Yeah, we don't know the circumstances of it. Whether mm-hmm. we're going to give the benefit of the doubt and uh, presume that this was a totally amicable, no, you know, no problem thing, whereas. With Le- yeah. Leslie Benzies, there ended up being a lawsuit after mm. <laughs> that. Was that, that, you know, who know, Maybe stuff will come out later. I hope not. I hope there's nothing, no issue to yeah. be had there. But you, you have to figure that once a sabbatical happened, that they may have even not even intentionally been preparing. Like maybe just in during that sabbatical, they figured out a bit of a new workflow to, okay, well, Dan's not here for the next nine months or whatever, six months, whatever it is. And so they may have already been uh, inadvertently prepare, training themselves yeah. mm-hmm. on on uh, how to sort of adjust their their thing, their workflow moving forward. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events.
3: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
2: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Side note, it seems like every time we
2: hear about a a
0: sabbatical, which
2: <laughs> never ends. They well. never
0: come back. Yeah. People never come back. From uh, sabbaticals because, No, well, Bungie,
2: look, Bungie the, the guy over there, the Jason Jones, yeah, he takes Jason, sabbaticals you're right. All Jason, the time. Jason
0: comes back, but it's generally every time I feel like every time I hear about one of these, they never come back because generally if you've gotten to a point where you can get a sabbatical, you're doing pretty well for yourself, <laughs> yeah, and you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Those are the sort of two inherent the two
3: conditions. criteria. Yeah. So
0: you, you maybe you, t- you take time off and you go, well, I've got money in the bank. I don't. I love being out of not working. This is great. <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. And that's so. really
3: that's really what it is. Video <laughs> games in particular, but oh, but but in general, things are hard, right? And you do something long enough, and you get good enough at it. Uh, at some point you're like, I feel burned. I need to take a break and you take that break. And then you realize that that spark that pulled you to it in the first place isn't really there anymore. And maybe you want to go try to do something else, right? Yeah.
2: I think sabbaticals are important, but there is something to be said about the community aspect about working at a company, any company and being Mm -hmm. part of a team. I think it's really powerful. And I think it's really important when you contribute to the best of your ability on a team. And that's why people come back from sabbaticals that's probably why Jason comes back because he really yeah. believes in Bungie. That's why when people take a break, they come back because they're part of something bigger than them. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, we just like the well job said. Too, so.
2: Yeah, that too. I yeah. mean, if your job is miserable and your boss yells at you all the time, sure, you're not going to come as,
0: back. Now, as a... What are you guys' final point on this? And we'll move on because we've got a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that you guys think Dan Houser resurfaces in the games industry? Because you're talking about a person that was at... The peak of the mountain, yeah, zero. <laughs> uh, and as the co-founder of Rockstar, which was, don't quote me on this, presumably acqui- either acquired by Take Two Interactive at some point, or or they just anyway, he's in on the ground floor. Yeah. Of, he's got to have more than enough money. I mean, he's created multiple yeah. billion-dollar franchises. So do you think he's? Do you think we I, will see him again in the? Game
2: I think he industry? pulls a uh, Ray and Greg from Bioware and just never comes back.
0: Yeah, I think, think
3: where do you go from the peak of Mount Everest, right? Like, you can go climb K2, you can go climb Kilimanjaro, you can do whatever you want, but why? Like, if he already had everything that, I don't want to speak in generalities. Developers develop for different reasons. He was already like at the top of one of the, if not the biggest game studios in the world. And I imagine if you step away from that, you step away from that because there's more to life than just working and making video games.
2: Yeah. Is he married? Does he have grandkids?
3: No, those are his those, personal those could be details. Values. I don't, I don't know, but like if well, pow- he wants to go, you know, drive a riverboat, I don't know, like
1: more power to, be to be him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Or if I, like, if
1: I were him, I would knock back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I cannot imagine his situation because it's probably really nice. So Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah, you don't really need to.
0: Well we'll see. I mean, we certainly wish the best to Dan and to everybody at Rockstar and I will be eagerly awaiting the first look at Grand Theft Auto 6 in about oh two to three years from now, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the way Rockstar is structured. So. Can't wait to see those five screenshots. <laughs> hey, we'll and we'll pour over everything. Yeah, I
3: know we will. I know we That's will. That's our job. You remember when the screenshot of like the Santa Monica
0: Beach mm-hmm. type
3: environment came out? We were like, what does it mean? <laughs>
0: uh all right. Next story here. Another departure, and this one hits a little closer to home for Xbox fans. Miranda already with the deep sigh. Rod Ferguson, the studio head at the Coalition, yeah, is uh, is also departing in March. Are these guys all just going away so they can play Ori in the Will of the Wisp out March 11th? <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting in March, Rod Ferguson says, "I will join Blizzard to oversee the Diablo franchise. Leaving is bittersweet as I love our Gears family, the fans, and everyone at the Coalition and Xbox. Thank you. It has been an honor and a privilege." to work with you all. Miranda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like adore working with Rod. So Rod's I'm really sad to see him live. Cause as you may know, I don't care about blizzard games generally. So that, that <sighs> just, so this is a very personal thing for me. So that means I don't get to work with Rod as much anymore. Um, but I'm not necessarily concerned about the coalition here. I think they've set up a fantastic team. They know what they're doing. Kind of the same thing with, with rockstar. Like they, they're good. They're set, and I feel like if Rod's leaving, it's because he knows that Gear Six and the future of Gears is in, uh, is in really great hands, and like you can really tell how much that team just cares about what they're making. Um, so I'm sad because I think he is really great. I think he's a great leader, um, and it seems like maybe Blizzard needs help with things, <laughs> and so he's going to go step in and help.
0: Well, presumably, since he said uh, the oversee the Diablo franchise, it will be a sort of a similar role that he had at the coalition even he's the studio head at the coalition he's not the studio head at blizzard but he might be the sort of the studio head of franchise franchise
3: lead yeah franchise Mm -hmm. Uh, so
0: you know which means obviously diablo 4 but they've also got the diablo immortal reviled thus far diablo immortal project the mobile game which Mm -hmm. so i suppose it'll be his job to sort of make sure that those two are kind of on the same page and Immortal doesn't diverge maybe too far from the brand to what 4 is doing or vice versa and mm-hmm. helping probably manage the the messaging on right. Immortal specifically. Yeah, especially
3: now that Chris Metzen is gone, right? Metzen was like that was World of Warcraft and Diablo were kind of his babies. Yeah. Um, and with him gone, and I'm not saying his, his departure has anything to do with sort of the state of Diablo, but there is kind of a negative outlook on the franchise. Um, I mean, which f- to be fair, four four showed really well at BlizzCon. Four four showed incredibly, and I think this is why uh, they're they're bringing they've brought in talent from Xbox. They're bringing in uh, Rod from um, um, from Gears- sorry, Coalition. Mike, Mike Thank
0: Mikey Barra. Ma- ma- Mikey Barra so referring to yeah, Mikey yeah.
3: Barra from Xbox is now over there, and and Rod from the Coalition is now is is now leading up the Diablo Xbox franchise,
0: infiltrating Blizzard.
1: <laughs> What's
3: um, up?
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll like getting Blizzard those, more soon. Those Who exclusives, knows?
0: <laughs> those Xbox exclusives.
3: I really doubt that. But <laughs> uh, I, I think we're seeing these moves because, A, you know, Blizzard's at, I don't know if this is the lowest it's ever been, but in, in recent memory, the company's it, it, reputation has been oh, better. I mean, they us say like, that.
1: Real big issues, like as far as their esports stuff goes. Yeah. Overwatch is like this weird mess right now. It's like I don't want. To I think do it's that.
0: totally fair to say
3: what um, you just said. That yeah, Diablo's
1: having some issues yeah. as far as like Diablo Immortal. Yeah, and I just I, I'm the not trying to rate,
3: I'm not trying to ring the bell or doom no, and gloom or anything. But, but they're bringing in new talent because I really do feel like for Blizzard this is the this is like stage one. This is the first step of a new direction for Blizzard. Right, right? They,
1: they need that. They they, I, need I think that they do. I so think I they do. Think um, Rod's a great person to pick up for that. Mike Morheim
0: had retired what uh, right. a year or so a year or two ago Yeah and I
3: cannot remember his name but they they have a new president now who's been with the company for
0: oh Jay Allen Moore I believe Is that I, it? If, don't it, quote me.
3: Been with the company for a decade. Anyway, I love Diablo, probably one of my top 5 favorite franchises of all time. I just love that series. Um and I'm I'm really excited to see it kind of carried into a new generation. And you know, if you have one person sort of sitting above like looking at everything and making sure everything is consistent and there's symmetry in there i think that is a really great place to be and and rod's a good guy to do
1: it yeah he's done such a fantastic job with gears mm-hmm. and you kind of look at gears pop and gears tactics and like them trying to fit this franchise into different spots and really make the most of that universe in like really great ways and i think his mm-hmm. perspective on that will probably offer a lot to diablo
2: yeah. Great point. If you look at Rod's history, you know, he really figured out what to do with the Gears of War franchise. Miranda, you've been loving the direction of the storytelling and, Me too. and how they've managed to craft that and as we all have. He also figured out he and the team, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, out, to be
1: fair, it's not just Rod making these decisions here. Of but you know, he's leading that team and making sure mm-hmm. that there's consistency and he's from all the times that I've worked with him, he's like very involved. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so he and, and the team
2: they they have, you know, steered the, the Gears franchise into a new direction. They have Gears <laughs> Tactics now, the mobile version of the game. And if you correlate that to what Blizzard's trying to do... Pardon?
1: as a PC one. And oh, then mobile It's is,
2: PC. Is Sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Bl- Blizzard and Diablo is trying to do the exact same thing. So his mm-hmm. skill set directly translates. And also with the Mike Ibarra departure, I mean, of course, like... It's not too far-fetched to think Mike Ibarra said, hey, we should talk to Rod about coming over here. You know what? I didn't actually even think about that. Like making that correlate, it just seems obvious to me that, oh, man, you know, Rod's Rod's been considering going on. They (laughs) probably (laughs) know what they're doing with gear six or how to wrap up that story. And Rod's like, yeah, you know, I am ready for a new challenge to try out. And that's the thing is like people,
3: and this might go back, maybe we harken back to to Hauser here as well, but like people need new challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You do something long enough, you get good enough at it, you stop feeling that like fire that drove yeah. you in the
0: first place. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I've... You, I are you I leaving too? No, uh, <laughs> I don't know Rod like personally. I know him professionally over yeah. the years, but I kind of thought he was going to be a Gears lifer because he really made his name as a producer on Gears at Microsoft before then Epic hired him mm-hmm. yeah. to, to produce Gears directly on the team. Uh, and then he went off and kind of became a fixer
1: at irrational yeah with yeah, it, yeah he, Bioshock he
0: helped bring he helped bring uh Bioshock infinite out of the clouds oh.
1: so
3: you're saying he wasn't going to leave so he's effectively <laughs> got, going to on, be crying going to be an immovable rock just
0: stone faced oh over here jokes. <laughs> um, and then and one then, person will get that and then came back to came back to gears when microsoft acquired the ip and they they brought him in to run the whole thing in fact cuz doesn't Rod have a Gears tattoo? Hasn't he shown that no. before?
3: <laughs> yes, but there's a long history of tattoos that don't mean anything. <laughs> well, I mean, Peter but, Moore. It but it literally mean, means a lot mean, to him, It right?
1: doesn't mean you don't love it, but like, I'm you not need not change that. for something. It doesn't mean that you didn't, yeah, evaluate your time right, with that. All right, well, Maybe I'm going to look
0: forward to the Twitter picture him. of the of – the, Massive back tattoo of yeah. Diablo. Just, yeah. <laughs> just not, so even, up not even that, that death idea. can save you from me.
3: Only God forgives thug life. That would yeah, be a, we're waiting, Rob. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Oh, but I'm, I'm Someone's really curious. just going to
3: Photoshop his head on Tupac's body and just be like, just, just nothing but tats everywhere.
1: Um, I'm really curious to see who they have lead the coalition next though.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, i I kind of hope that they maybe get to pick within their team and I would, elevate someone from there who I hope you're right. Series, but yeah. We'll
3: see. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what a great question to pose. What? What? You're too far ahead. I know. Where I figured that's a great segue <laughs> for another news story. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, no. I well, that blew up in my face. <laughs> I. But I. I love. I also like you, Brandon. I. I love Diablo so much. It's not a competition. It, it means <laughs> Diablo Four looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. Right, you love it more than me. It's fine. I, 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 a, I think a, I do. But again, <laughs> it's not a competition. Did you play true, the original right? Diablo One beta? Ooh. Uh, Diablo
3: One beta. Yeah, <laughs> Diablo One beta. Wow and there I'll you know what I'll take the hit on that okay. and and uh and say I'm not that old. <laughs> did you
0: pay $50 for a copy of the Diablo 2 beta when you didn't get chosen for it yourself? Yes, I did, Ryan. Okay, I did too. So we <laughs> no, I
3: didn't. Okay, we've I got I uh,
1: points for Ryan. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> we are perfectly positioned to I debate. feel
3: like this is less like how much you
0: love Diablo and more like what year were you born. <laughs> well, there is that. Don't remind me. But anyway, I, love I think uh, quite-
1: I love hearing you guys talk about Diablo because I don't know a ton about it. I only had like some experience with three. And I was just like, this isn't really for me. But I like seeing people get so excited about it because like okay. there's such a history franchise.
3: So there's so. this guy named Mr. Diablo and he ah. uh,
0: really likes Soulstones. Go ahead. <laughs> Diablo 2 is probably anyway. a personal top five all time game for me. Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. That's that's strong.
0: Yeah,
2: always to the east.
0: Uh, all right, I have to I have to dial up an Uber for my wife. So,
2: guys, carry on with the next segment. Well, I'll take the next one. It's Thank all you. about yeah, anthem. anthem yes. So, anthem. Oh, uh, it's getting a major overhaul, which is actually a good thing. That Casey Hudson publicly acknowledged what we all sort of knew already, and that was asset b roll. All right, and that was <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I just so how the sausage is made today. Uh, that since launch, there has been critical feedback from fans saying Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and more fulfilling endgame. Over mm-hmm. the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards. Finishing the quote. While preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. So... I think Anthem definitely has something at its core. Yes, there is definitely something there, gameplay mechanic wise, and I am glad that they're not totally giving up on it.
1: All right, so it's like we centered on this side of the table for a second. Now we get to do this one <laughs> uh, because I I
2: also like it. Saw,
1: no, you don't get flycam. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
3: just one. Yeah, just kidding. You can only pick just one kidding. live service
1: game. <laughs> um, that's not entirely wrong, but it's very hard to do multiple.
3: So, she says with her Dota chain running out the door.
1: Excuse you. It's not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so what I really liked about Anthem, like, it did handle so well. I like think there was a lot of really solid ideas there, but it felt like they made a game with two conflicting goals. Mm-hmm. They made a single-player hub experience where it's like, you can get all your story here. But also, you're still in your party with your friends, so you can't really, like invest in that as much but then we want you to go outside and go play with everybody and i hope that they find a better way to marry all that and like get that progression in just a better way and i think fixing that core gameplay loop is going to be a challenge but i hope they can do it
2: yeah they've actually made a lot of strides in game they have been updating it slowly. i played about a month ago and you can still farm for new currency now that allows you to unlock cool new weapons and get to like the max gear score so they have been slowly improving aspects of it there's still problems with uh, connectivity, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, delay and attacks from bosses where something hits you and it seems like it shouldn't have, where it's just not telegraphed well enough. And if they get the, the core infrastructure problems down, I think Anthem would have been in a lot better place at launch. Yeah. And yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how they adjust it going forward. I, I think the reason people were so upset about it is because of those problems, they really wanted it to be good and they were really let down probably for the second time after Mass Effect Andromeda because mm. Andromeda was such a you know negative reception from the fans and EA is associated there. There's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. There's a the problem with EA that the community has with the, the loot boxes. There was a, a troubled Mass Effect Andromeda launch. And then again, BioWare runs into this, these technical issues with the Anthem launch.
1: Yeah, that was and
2: tough. And to your point, with the, the story conflicting with the open world aspect of it, It's great to see that Casey Hudson's back. He's calling these out front and center, and it seems like he's trying to figure out where they can go from here with the Anthem. Yeah,
1: I was originally pretty concerned whenever they said that they kind of had their content plan still laid out and that they were going to follow through with it Mm -hmm. um, because there were so many issues that needed to be fixed, and they're kind of trying to juggle both. And it's good to see that they're saying, hey, we've We see this and we are just going to focus now on making sure that this is a better game at its core, which is not impossible because you got some really good examples here of games that were games as a service that did kind of need to reinvent themselves to be a better service and just like a more exciting game to be in. Mm -hmm. Anthem has such a great flight system. I loved playing like the actual playing of it Mm -hmm. but it's just like the things to do when it weren't engaging enough you also
2: don't really go anywhere it just seems like you fly around the open world but the open world is fairly sparse in terms of activities in free play you get your activities and such that you can do you can do the time trials now and such but it's just not i don't know it just feels lacking still Mm -hmm. and i don't know why it ends up feeling that way and when you're playing
3: yeah i agree with all your points it's just not very it's not very (laughs) engaging Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's too repetitive. You yes. just do the same thing all the time. Having said that, I feel like a disclaimer should be put out here. I did put like 150 hours into it, mm-hmm. and I played the crap out of it and got all my javelins up and was grinding the raids, or uh, sorry, not the strongholds. raids. Strongholds. Uh, strongholds, yeah, thank you. Um, I was grinding Strongholds, and the problem is, is like at some point, the diminishing returns basically go from like, hey, this is a really awesome thing to... Oh, okay. I mean, I already have one of these. That's fine too. I. Why am I even doing this anymore? Mm -hmm. There's no. There's no real. It's not a gradient of value. It's it's boom, boom, boom. It's Mm -hmm. like you start here, you you hit these peaks really early on, and then you just bottom out. Right. And and there's not enough to do. And it's not all about the the loot and motivation, right? I mean, a Mm -hmm. lot of it is. Don't get me wrong. But it's also about I'm doing the exact same things that I have been doing. It's the same kind of problem I had with Sea of Thieves. Gameplay itself, the core gameplay is a very, very fun. You could play that game in a gray box and it would still be really, really fun to do. Um, and then you add the world and like the, the Avatar Pandora-esque kind of setting I really like. Eventually, it's just you've done it and there's nothing really to keep you going.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, a common sentiment I've seen in response on my Twitter feed is, you know, it's there's there's a mix, and I think it's totally understandable. Some people are, uh, a lot of people are just doubtful that it's going to be turned around. Mm-hmm. That's fair, and then you've got other people that are uh, upset because they spent sixty dollars on this. game.
3: Yeah, it's fair,
0: and it's like at the, on the one hand you could say, well, okay, they're all, they're trying going to try and make it right, but at the same point, they did pay their sixty dollars and got you know just got a not great game out of it so i don't blame anybody for you know for for not wanting to support this and and walking away now the question is is are these huge changes will they come at any cost to players or not no i I can't imagine imagine
1: they will yeah i don't think they could do that I and, mean, and, they could, but I don't yeah, think
0: that would go over would even worse. Oh,
2: no Man's Sky you,
0: next,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, right. No Man's yeah. Sky next is an example
2: of like,
0: but isn't that wasn't that a free update? It, but then they re... If it was if you had purchased
2: yeah. it, okay. but they also repackaged it. So like, because it came to Xbox at that point, right, right, mm-hmm. right. So. You know, they were able to resell it on the Xbox platform. So Anthem's already on everything, though.
3: I I want to bring up a really uh, close uh, yeah. example of this as well that you're really versed in, which is Final Fantasy 14 Right? Yeah. Came out kind of flat. That's ended. the
0: best case scenario.
2: They well, they this. nuked it. Then they did a Realm Reborn.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> Just they blew up the world like that's what happened in the lore okay. of Final and Fantasy XIV. it's a really 14. cool cutscene. Too okay, it but, is, yeah. it. but like outside,
3: I mean, I probably will because I'm a sucker for the cutscenes. <laughs> Outside the lore and universe and world building, how did that actually? What was the deployable for that? Like, how did it? How did it go? Like, you installed the client or something? I imagine, and that was the game. And then suddenly, you booted it up and it said Final Fantasy XIV: Realm Reborn. Or did you have to pay sixty bucks again? That was so long ago, I actually don't
1: remember. (laughs) They charge for it. The thing with Final Fantasy is also has a subscription. Right. That's different. That that is true as well.
3: Yeah, you're paying to play. Yeah. Um,
1: Which is why I I don't play as much anymore because I can't consistently play. And I don't want to pay for it if I'm not, if it's running down my time and I'm not there. Yeah.
3: Feels- well, then, then let's take another example, uh, that Destin can speak to. But that You is really like- are the niche guy for this, aren't you? Which is Destiny, right? Yeah. The loot 2.0 update was huge. Arguably totally kind of revitalized that game. You could even say the same thing about Diablo 3, right? Oh, they, yeah. They went through and made a yep. huge, uh, loot overhaul. Got with rid of that the auction well. house. Absolutely. Yeah. Got rid of real money, which was, <laughs> thank you, cause,
0: I have a problem with buying legendary weapons. Let's just say that. The turning point, I would say for Diablo three, which which was itself a paid. Absolutely. It was an
3: expansion as well, but I believe the loot 2.0 update came out before Reaper. They made that They dropped. Wow. Does this too. They drop huge patches prior to an expansion to get the world ready for it. Yeah. Fix a lot of the issues that might've happened in the previous expansion. So I imagine we're going to see the same playbook, uh, bioware and EA less degree bioware. Kinda I imagine wants their, their good reputation back. And they des- I think they deserve it. Like from their pedigree you could you could say, Well, what have you done for me lately? But I look back on series like, you know, Knights, what Kotor, well, here's and Dragon and the U.S. Fool
2: me once, effect. shame on you, fool me twice, shame on so you. Hold right? on, Miranda. that's yeah. the whole saying and he, that's how players yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel
1: like I always feel bad whenever we talk about Andromeda because people—it was such a bad game. It's like it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it it was was a
0: bad Mass Effect game.
1: So the problem is that it's a Mass Effect game, and that that series is held to such an incredible standard, and like rightfully so, it was like a fantastic trilogy. And Andromeda came out, and there were ideas there that were really good, Mm -hmm. and like I had such a good time with that game. It wasn't perfect, far from the original trilogy, but it was still a good time, and there were things that were there that you saw that maybe weren't executed all the way through um like you could definitely see where there was a shift in development and mm. something changed that they had to kind of do different different things um and and so it, it kind of i understand the frustration with that or the disappointment with that but it feels bad because it's like it wasn't it wasn't awful i mean if you think it's awful that's fine it's your opinion yeah but then andromeda came out and i think that was definitely definitely a disappointment so andromeda, anthem. anthem yeah both A's. when you go when you yeah. go from yeah. some
2: of the most compelling character versus character moments mm-hmm. in gaming storytelling period yeah and then you launch andromeda where the facial animations are bad and you just can't get versed in what's happening with those characters as well as you did with an older game i think that's the core of what the problem was with andromeda yeah it just well, didn't look as
0: good it as didn't an move, older it didn't product move it forward it was moving uh, it was moving. Right. That's how it felt. I mean, that's, that that was always the
1: concern for me when they're talking about Andromeda. It was like, how can you realistically revisit this franchise and do it as well and like make mm. it as meaningful without mm. like tons of time? And I mean, there's obviously a lot of. Writing about where that project went and how mm-hmm. it was kind of a little chaotic. I mean, the story
2: started so strong, too. You know, yeah, you really felt like they were going to hit the tone, but exactly. then they just didn't.
1: Everything we did for preview, it's like, this is what you're going for and this is what you're doing. And like, there are really great characters in there and things that happened. But then you can kind of see, again, like I was saying, it's like development pivoted somehow and then things got rushed and like that structure they had was no longer there. Mm. It was a lot different. Still like a good game, but not. If like if you're really looking for that Mass Effect experience exa- again, it's not going to be exactly that. And yeah. again, like I said, I understand if you're disappointed, but looking at it as a game, just like critically, I don't think it's like terrible. I want to play through yeah, it again.
2: I yeah, can't I don't, help yeah. but wonder I too.
0: Like, I mean, I, I again, I don't know exactly how these things happen. I haven't worked in game mm-hmm. development, but I have to imagine that <clears> there was a discussion, a high level discussion, probably with Casey and. Maybe some leads at Bioware, Casey maybe Gamble, some Dara. some people with uh, higher up at EA of whether or not to just pull the plug on the whole thing and just sunset the whole thing and move on to something else. Because, Anthem, yeah, Anthem. Because oh, you mean post launch, like you know now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because you're, well, talking about, uh, you're talking about you're talking about they are. This this total overhaul that they're going to do, it's going to you're you're suggesting, they've been working on
2: it for a year already.
0: But you're suggesting that it's not going to cost players anything, which I agree it shouldn't. Mm. But it's it's going to cost a lot of money for them to do this in in the time and development talent it's going to take to do this. So you know there had to be I, I would imagine a, dis, a, a discussion at the, at the very at the very least where they went, all right, well do we take that money and spend it on this game and try to you know look long term and and revive this thing and and you know find the 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 essence of the goodness in it or do we cut bait and move on with Mass Effect 4 or
2: something else no. they, have, Age. they have chosen Dr- to, yeah yeah Dragon Age is still in pre-production yeah, that's right? still yeah, going right now but, still in development. Well, dragon Age is pretty far along at this point I don't think so that's not somewhere, yeah.
1: somewhere in development
2: <laughs> yeah
0: not pre but obviously I mean it's a moot I mean, point because they have they have chosen
2: to continue with anthem but Mark Dar is right. on you know, Dragon Age full time. moved on from yeah. from uh, the Anthem like, series.
1: To be pretty frank, like if they were to charge for an Anthem overhaul, I would not pay that. Right. Like that's not a thing. I would. That wouldn't would send the right. Do.
3: And I think yeah. they, I think they know that. Like, yeah, there, look, there are there are a million PowerPoint presentations that already exist delving into this exact topic mm-hmm. between EA and Bioware. They're not dumb. They understand business. They understand that uh, a healthy game as service in the long run is going to be more profitable than both financially and in goodwill and reputation than just cutting this and letting Anthem yeah. be the black mark that might yeah. forever stain and, the studio. And you guys and are it, right. Definitely.
0: If they can successfully turn the ship around, there are community-specific uh specific examples of, of the community tur- turning back towards it for it for the good yeah. yeah no man's sky the division
3: yeah uh, division sort of, was huge
0: yeah, yeah like you've seen communities go from completely souring on a game to the 180 of mm-hmm. this is great you guys put in a ton of work it's really good now we love this game so it can be done
1: yeah and I, hopefully it will be done. i hope so I, I tend to try to be optimistic about these things but i'm pretty skeptical
0: that's mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. that's totally fair uh, all right a couple more stories to get through here Activision going back to the well a few more times, actually several more times in 2020. And, uh, we're already in February, so we'll see what they've got cooking here before too long. Uh, during the, their Q4 2019 investor call, Activision Blizzard CFO, uh, Dennis Durkin revealed that in addition to new games and IP, so they'll have new games and apparently new IP. Activision will, quote, continue to tap into our portfolio of beloved IP to bring several remastered and reimagined experiences to our players in 2020, which will announce closer to launch. So, what are those re- remastered or reimagined... Call of Duty... I mean look you
3: joke <laughs> you joke, but modern warfare I believe sold very well, so yeah
2: you know it's I, the number one game like look, franchise ever I believe
3: mm-hmm. we're gonna see Black Ops one remaster at some point, mm-hmm. which is great because I think uh, it's my favorite cut of all I time right that. yeah I, thought, I yeah. God uh. I, th- I think we're going to see that they own Look, crash, right? And Crash has been a huge success. They've, for them. Well, they've already started, right? Mm-hmm. You you have a lot of those is it I mean, a remaster or a reimagining or they made new assets for mm-hmm. and, they, and they brought Crash back. So, I believe they also did it with Spyro. Yeah.
0: Both of those were very well done and very well received and they both sold very well too. So, what are so yeah, I they guess they weren't just cash like quick and dirty consumer mm-hmm. uh, unfriendly cash grabs. They yeah. were very good. Packages.
2: You have Tony Hawk on this list. They actually did that on the 360. Oh, we, we have a list. Yeah, well, i have just. Well, he, I threw he out had a couple of ideas. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think if you're trying to think about what would make sense to go back to the well on uh, again for a remastered, uh, maybe a new thing. But I like mm. like Tony Hawk Pro Skate. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Like I think two is the most two. beloved. Yeah. one, Right. I put like, that. M- maybe. That's yeah. So fun. Maybe you break. Maybe you remaster that for probably cross gen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Series X, Xbox One. I
3: think it'd be smart. I could
0: see Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2.
3: Hasn't there been, like, every once in a while, there's a news story about Tony Hawk wants to make a new skate game or something like that, right? But it comes up in the news fairly regularly, right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, having said that. I think the last Tony Hawk was not great What it came out in 13.
0: Oh, yeah. Boy, I can't even remember the name of it now. That's That's how quickly it... Came and went. Wasn't great. There it's were the two. There were the two that were made with the board peripheral. No, that's. There was one more after
3: that, though. It, it was just a straight up like. Control stick, skate game. Okay. Um, hmm.
2: And I can't remember the name yeah. of it. I don't know. But, someone, uh, trying, someone will let us know. I'm trying to look up what franchises they own right now. Oh, I went through their... this already. Believe me. It's, it's not a not, lot. This not, before it's the show. not a lot.
1: It's
0: not a lot. And yeah. so Skylander. You, know, you guys you guys were joking. <laughs> no. You guys were mentioning Black Ops 1, yeah. which I think is totally a candidate. Um, but I'll float something else out because, again, you look at the term reimagined. Mod, the Modern Warfare reboot from last year could classify as that. it mm. yeah, was it's a, a,
1: re- re-imagining it's exactly a reimagining. It's a reimagining. So what yeah. I'm
0: suggesting is, uh, we know from the the Jason Schreier report from late last year that uh, plans changed, you know, Sledgehammer got, you know, kind of pulled away from the 2020 Call of Duty, and that Treyarch is, is, is prepping Black Ops 5 mm. for this year with a campaign with multiplayer. I wonder if it's possible. The fact that they just they've said this and that they just successfully you know soft rebooted Modern Warfare, might they d- go ahead and just do the same this year with Black Ops and maybe it's just going to be Call of Duty Black Ops.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, yeah,
0: that... so it's not a reboot, but you know, it's a new game, but just kind of re- resetting the the characters and the, the narrative and everything. Like I could see it. I, I hadn't thought about it. Sort from of that st- perspective. starting over rather than going to a five. The perspective I was looking at it from new console generation, uh, to yeah. Kind of a good time for it, maybe. It's going to do it.
3: Perspective I was looking at it from was sort of Capcom's approach to remasters and reimaginings, where mm-hmm. they did that for two or three years as sort of a stopgap measure while they created new IP. Mm-hmm. Then they dropped Monster Hunter World, then they dropped Resident Evil Two Remake, then and yeah, it's a remake, but again, it is very much a yeah. new game. Yeah. Um. So I was looking at it as Activision's way to sort of, uh, fill in the blocks of a fiscal calendar Mm -hmm. while they wait for development on these new things. Having said that, Activision doesn't have a whole lot of studios. No. That they can, they can lean on for this kind of thing, so. Yeah, what you what you just brought up is like, hey, this is the first step of letting everyone know that the next Call of Duty, the next Black Ops, is going to be Black Ops One again. Like this is a sneaky, Eventually. sneaky take the temperature PR kind of thing. Maybe
0: so I we'll mean, see. That said, if the, the highly viable possibility of of Black Ops One mm-hmm. from twenty eleven being remastered, I mean that that That's could gone. be that would they've got Raven to do that I've, because mm. Raven did the yeah. the. Call of Duty 4 remaster yes. that was bundled in with whichever, I don't know, whatever game a couple years ago. With Infinite Warfare, I think?
1: I, I forget anyway, exactly Anyway, it was. does. Yeah,
0: they're all blurring so, together. I haven't but, played a but, but yeah, you, they, so, so there are a few options on the table here mm-hmm. of have, what these could be.
2: Um, just, N- sorry, Miranda. Sorry.
1: Have any of you guys dropped into Blackout lately?
0: Blackout? Oh, the yeah. uh, Battle Royale?
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: No. I say Brandon's like what you mean like uh, um, with alcohol? <laughs> Cuz no. yeah, maybe Yeah, I did that out,
1: literally, you know. No. It's the casual thing you do. I'm just kind of curious to see if they'll if they'll do anything with that. If they'll keep it going because it is Black Ops and it's in that universe right. or if they're just going to dump it and just let it keep falling by the wayside. And, so w-
3: well, they just haven't updated it or anything? I
1: mean, I think th- I've seen them doing stuff with it. I don't hear
0: anyone talk
3: about it. It's
1: that been anymore. a bit, but I do hear people bring it up every now and then. I personally just haven't done the research of like seeing what the temperature is on that lately. Um, I know people still really like it.
2: But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough. It's, it's, a up t- it's a contender. People are still playing it. Yeah, it's still I'm up just, on Switch. I'm
1: just so. curious if yeah. that's a thing that they would try to include in the next Black Ops. Is Because like, I was thinking, are they going to do that with... Modern Warfare, they're going to have like mm. some way to persist that game because games as a service have to live on with that, right? And they didn't really do that. They're like, well, if you like this, you have to go back to the old game, and so
3: yeah. I mean, is, I'm
1: still curious to see if they're just kind of dumping that.
3: This is the conversation that we had as soon as it came out. Yep. What are they going to do with this thing? Are they going to make Blackout Two the next time the cycle come three years from now?
2: The next right. time the call it turns the out, cycle it's two years. Yeah. 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 So. That's a good well, question. No, we'll see. Well, one of their partnerships with High Moon Studios, High Moon actually has a few interesting IPs like the Transformers franchise. I don't know if they were. for Cybertron and stuff. They're, I feel like I've. The, did a lot they, of the Spider-Man games.
0: They might not have the license to Transformers anymore. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's definitely, they don't own that. It's, so. it's interesting.
2: When you start diving into what Activision actually has, a lot of it's partnerships in the publishing mm. arm, right? Yep. So like uh, Sekiro, we know. Over the last year, very popular, mm-hmm. and that one ended up coming up. But when you start looking at remasters, I start thinking Transformers. You know the early properties that High Moon worked on, and I, I think there's more if I were to dig into it further. But I would have to, you know, do a little bit more research. Yeah. It, it is interesting, and I would love to see what those old IPs are. Well, I'm going to sh- be a Guitar Hero. We'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably <laughs>
0: find out at least uh, most of them. If there are several, okay, that means four. Yeah, uh, we'll probably learn at least two or three of them around E3 time on uh, somebody's stage, Microsoft's or whenever Sony does something.
2: It's probably something so (laughs) obvious we're just going to face palm when we see it. Quite possibly. Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. (laughs) All
0: right, uh, real quick, final story. Just wanted to mention this one because this is interesting for Xbox fans. Gears of War's creator, Cliff Blazinski, uh, just dropped a random tweet this week about kind of one that got away. This sounds like it could have been really good. He said, fun fact, before uh Boss, uh, Boss Kill Productions shut down, we Key. were in... Thank you, Boss Key Productions. Boss Kill would have been cool, too. I like them both. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Cliff. Uh, we were in talks to do a new game in the Aliens franchise with Fox. And Disney bought them, and that got lost in the shuffle. Ripley would have been alive and be your Cortana slash Anya. You'd play as grown Newt on Earth... Wayland yutani are weaponizing the aliens in a Black Mesa-style facility, and, of course, all hell breaks loose. Your robotic pal, i.e. Bishop, a new one named Casey, after her doll in Aliens. That could have been a really, really good video game.
3: Yeah, it could have been. It's. I think it's really tough to adapt, like, beloved uh, source material. I'm not saying that... Uh, cliff couldn't have done it i think he's there that team and he is totally capable of it but yeah. man taking like one of the most beloved sci-fi horror movies of all time and making a video game out of it just the scrutiny that it would be under well who knows especially coming off colonial gear boxes colonial <laughs> marines <laughs> like that oh man that is such a hill to climb
0: well mm. hey you know what uh it's it's sometimes it's good to just have a low bar set that you can easily (laughs) vault right over the top of. It's fair, but it also invites like a lot of comparison. It's like if you, you know, if you come into a new job after replacing somebody that was canned for just being horrible, just yeah. being completely inept, and you come in and you look like a a, a god. <laughs> hey, you're, like, you're, wearing, you're You're amazing! Wearing, you're, you're wearing pants! You're actually you're Step competent. in the right direction! You yeah. did your work, wow! <laughs> yeah. All right, um, that'll wrap it up news-wise. I'm going to skip Loot Box for this week because we are about out of time. We've got to make way for the next video shoot and respect the the audience's time as well. So I do, however, with all of us here, want to do the Unlock Block trivia question. Ooh, which comes to us from Foy Fuller from Huntsville, Alabama. Gamertag Guardian Fail. Is that is that your alt account?
2: <laughs> yeah. Guardians
0: <laughs> Fail. Uh, no. Uh, Foy writes in and asks a Battlefront 2 question, but OG Battlefront 2. Oh, man. Sorry, Miranda, in advance.
1: Yeah, I'll do uh, best.
0: Take a shot here. <laughs> The original Battlefront 2 from 2005 for the original Xbox had only one DLC that was exclusive to Xbox. It included new maps and two new Clone Wars era heroes, Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress. In Battlefront 2, what was unique about Asajj Ventress's lightsabers? So you have to know your Battlefront history here. Were the blades jagged? Was it that the lightsabers were connected like nunchucks? Was it that the hilts of the two sabers could be combined to make a single double-bladed lightsaber or were it, was it that the blades were black so they're black lightsabers?
3: Do you know this, Dustin? I might I feel like you know it.
2: I don't, but Get I the th- scoring I have
3: a here. decent guess. This is the problem is I always <laughs> take a guess based on my 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 hunch and then I f- I feel like I
2: give away too much information.
0: You've each got a point. I, I don't know it, Brandon.
2: You don't know All it. right. I, I have it down. I'm going to guess so, between. Should we go Miranda's so, way do first? Do you know it?
1: No. Um, I guess I will guess first. Uh, 2005. I'm going to say. I'm, I'm between. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. between two. I'm between A or C. Okay. Um,
0: was
3: Was this released after the th- the third in the prequel trilogy? Uh, I
2: mean, this I is guess, when the cartoon was yeah it would have been right yeah. because yeah.
0: 99 was Phantom Menace and so yeah. then was it Was it, were they every they were every year after or no they were it was 2002 for Attack of the Clones so I think I don't know yeah
1: maybe this is a dumb guess but I'm gonna go with A
0: okay going with Jagged Blades
1: which is it's like a weird idea but I mean it okay. could happen
3: Brandon Tyrell yeah going I feel like way. yeah that's something that someone so designed weird. and, and, and drew like in legal at legal one DLC. point yeah it's like, oh, look they're evil they look cool um,
1: well, they're heroes.
3: I, I don't think Asajj Ventress is.
1: That's what this says, Clone Era. Heroes.
3: Well, here, here they're hero units. They're like oh, you yeah, could yeah, play as true. Vader and Yoda, and or that's I don't. true. Um, God, it's been a while. Yes, yeah, you must. I think Asajj Ventress was. I believe she was a villain, and so I want to say the blades were black. All right, because I feel okay. like she would be rocking the dark saber. Um. Okay. For no other reason
2: than I do.
1: Kit Fair Fisto enough. does sound like a nice person. so I, I
2: think Kit Fisto's a good guy. Good guy, probably. Destin. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have been able to get away with making the blades jagged. Um, maybe like pulsing, sort of like Kylo's is, mm-hmm. but like with with how controlling they were about stuff within the Star Lucas. Wars realm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I feel
1: like anything could happen in 2005. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: I just yeah. Knew yeah. It, was it was the non- West. It's yeah.
1: probably not B. <laughs>
2: the, the, the Nunchuck thing just. Yeah, I mean, if that's the answer, I'll be very surprised too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing I'm in the C or D also, right? Like the blades were black. That seems really like a thing that they could do. But I'll go with C. I think the the sabers could be combined to make a single, double bladed lightsaber. I felt like I,
1: that might be too advanced.
2: I thought about I thought about that, well, but then they, I thought this do was post
3: prequel, so why wouldn't they just give that to Darth Maul mm-hmm. as a hero character? And then I thought, well, if you're reaching into some of these secondary characters like Kit Nasaj, mm-hmm. you're reaching into the EU, which means maybe they'll be reaching and, and like find the dark saber and be like, that could be a cool element for like her. Yeah,
1: Nasaj Ventress yeah. before too, so yeah, because she's like, like know, a no, night sister or something.
3: Lashley. I don't
0: know. Somebody got it <laughs> All right. right? Uh, no, it was the t- it was the nunchuck. The
1: what? nunchuck. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
3: Oh my goodness. You just can't let us go. You just let us picture
0: how that would work. It was fun just watching you guys dig the hole. Yeah.
1: I was like, (laughs) Wow, that's a a lot of rope. That's a lot of rope. Maybe. I mean it doesn't make sense, but they could do it.
0: You could they've done it. Yeah. It happened.
1: Okay,
2: I I did have the character right, at least. She's the character from the cartoon, is right? He... And she has a lightsaber yeah, that okay. splits. Yeah, that's always that awesome. not, not crazy. crazy. I've
1: heard it before. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh Foy, like, good job move stumping move everybody. It. If you out there, if you've got an Xbox trivia question that you want to try and stump the panel with, please send it in to unlocked at IGN.com. Need four multiple choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And with that, we must be off. Uh, I leave week. you in good hands next week. I will report back when i return you can find me on twitter at dmc underscore ryan i implore you to check out our doom eternal ign first coverage the games really fun do check out more we've got more all month long miranda
1: yes i'm looking at black lightsabers now i have to who look at it it right? called
0: the dark saber
3: i've
1: seen it because yeah. It, yeah it's like i know it but i don't remember who has it Anyway, oh, um, right a- now I am doing a lot oh, of project management and other fun things. Oh, what the heck? That
2: makes sense. Actually,
1: that it's the sped up. That
3: looks like sense. Goldeneye very, in third person. Yeah.
1: It's very. Those are so very long blades. Her hilts
2: are much longer. That's how they made it
1: Yeah. Work. Anyway. Yeah uh that's cool you can find me at havoc (laughs) grows on havoc with a k on twitter instagram all those places i'm working out someone asked me actually which is really nice um i mentioned that i was going to start doing like kind of introduction twitch streams for dota uh with my my little sister i have not set the schedule yet because i've been traveling and such so that will be out soon hopefully so just stay tuned
0: sounds good
3: brandon hey uh brandon you can find me on twitter at brandon tyrell just my name uh, I don't know. To the Last week was a blur, so I got some previews up or something.
2: Just <laughs> check out IGN.com. I hear that. Destin, take us home. Hey, working on some stuff for IGN internally. Very excited about some of the new products that we're making, we'll call them. And just keep an eye on IGN for those.
0: Sounds good. All right, my friends. We will see you back here next week.
3: Welcome. You've got a <laughs>
0: digital Monsters lurk in the shadowy corners of the internet. Our darkest fears
2: peer back at us from the depths of the web. We can- <coughs> oh, Hey! holy. Hey! Linda Blair. Are you all right?
0: No. Can we maybe do this a different tone? Hey there, I'm Perry Carpenter. And I'm Mason Amadeus. On our podcast, Digital Folklore, we explore monsters, memes, and everything in between.
3: Looking at our digital expressions through the lens of folklore, we break down the stories and communities we create online.
0: And we try to make it a lot of fun. The show is presented in an audio drama style with a narrative and soundscape that's designed to
2: draw you in. We weave insightful research and expert interviews with humor and storytelling. Come check it out. Search Digital Folklore wherever you get your podcasts.